Bush and Ritchie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, very quickly, can I just tell you about an ongoing uh, situation that I've got in our house? These are my favourite kind of ones because the very fact that you're telling me about it at the beginning of a podcast means you're not brave enough to put it on the <laughs> live show that goes out. So you know that your partner is not going to listen to the podcast yeah. version, so you're happy to put it in that because you want to talk about it. Basically, this is therapy. Go. This is a back channel. This is a back channel to be able to speak to you, to speak to these guys and everything mm. as well. So, uh, but before you say anything... Yeah. Make sure these guys are in agreement that they won't go on socials and tell your partner. Yeah, snitches get stitches. All right? I really want to emphasise that. So none of you go, like, ratting on me to Katie, OK? So our producer, Adem, mm-hmm. has very kindly uh, given me, our family, the a couple of HelloFresh boxes. Oh, right, what, like a code to get you going? Kind yeah, of little codes so, right. so you can try it to see whether you like it or whatever. And these are these boxes that turn up on your doorstep and it's got the recipe and all the ingredients for mm-hmm. it in there. Uh, and, and Katie is a vegetarian. We mm-hmm. are a vegetarian house because Katie's vegetarian. She does all mm-hmm. the cooking, that kind of thing. Uh, so I've signed up for it, but I've messed up and I've accidentally ordered, ordered us wall-to-wall meat for an entire week. <laughs> so how, how, have you, how have you done that? Well, I didn't re- I didn't know what I was doing. You know, sometimes when you sign up for stuff on your phone, yeah. you don't read things properly. I mean, I don't read things properly. So I just clicked on a couple of buttons, and before you know it, tomorrow, this time tomorrow, we'll have had delivered, I think, a pork curry, there's a rack of ribs, there's a beef, something that sounds like a midfielder uh, and I've never heard of before, and there's just wall-to-wall meat, and she's absolutely fuming. So when you say you're a vegetarian house, you, I mean... If you're eating a meal together, uh-huh. it would be vegetarian, uh-huh. yeah? Yeah. But would you be allowed to have in, like, some bacon for the weekend kind of thing? Occasionally, yes. Uh, she's not a big fan of all the... It's stinking the house out. It's a big problem with, like, meat stuff. It smells so good, doesn't it? Here's the thing. I've got a solution for you, all right? Okay. I don't have any problem with uh, people that are vegetarian whatsoever, but I've got a solution for you that might fix it. Get a really good extractor fan. <laughs> that's not what I was expecting you to say, but yeah, it's a good point. If the problem is the smell of it, yeah, okay, you can have all your meaty boxes. What a fantastic <laughs> hello, fresh! If you're listening, you might want to use this as, as an advertising strap line. But get yourself a very effective extractor fan. That's good. But the, the problem is right. My favourite meat-based meal of all time is liver, bacon, and onion. And I don't think they've invented an extractor fan <laughs> that's big enough to get rid of that smell. <laughs> okay, watch this space. Non-essential retail, as they call it, has reopened. Such a clunky phrase, non-essential retail. N-E-R. <laughs> it doesn't even... Can't even yeah. Get your nerves back open. doesn't really work, does it? thing is, there's been shops... I mean, you, you may work in one, and it, it, you know, it's contributed to how hard the last few months have been for you, so you've probably been excited about getting back just for that. For a lot of us, uh, it's the shops that we've uh, yeah, we enjoy going to, and yeah. they've, they've not been there. Has there been one shop that has epitomised it the most that you've really looked forward to getting back to today? Because there has been for you and I, and it's it's just around the corner. We've been to our little favourite little local coffee shop, haven't we? We've been to our favourite little coffee shop, does fantastic coffees and donuts, and then just around the corner from our actual studio is the corner shop that's not been open uh, since the last period of lockdown, so about four months. And what have you and I been looking forward to getting? Getting a dirty flapjack. You know one of those proper service 
service station or your teeth fall out. Flapjacks, absolutely jam-packed with sugar. Slightly bigger in size than a packet of cigarettes, but probably more calories uh, than a standard meal. It, it? It's as heavy as... Do you remember the uh, really heavy rubber brick that they used to throw in a swimming <laughs> pool for you? And you used to have to jump in in your pyjamas. Yeah. It's that kind of weight. I tell you what, one, to go on even further... I am going to put my hands up and admit that I was queuing outside of our board game shop in uh, Leon C this morning before it opened. Wow. So ahead of its 10am opening, I was down there pushing Thea around and I went in and bought <laughs> a board game already. So it was just good to be able to walk around a shop and see stuff on the shelves and everything as well. Such a good feeling. It's felt great. Tracy says charity shops. Yes. I love rummaging for old books. There'll be some good stuff there as, at the moment as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, EI on Twitter says charity shops love a good rummage for some bargain vinyl. So a lot of people hitting the charity shops today. Chris says, my local games workshop. He adds, I love the smell of plastic in the morning. There you go, (laughs) painting orcs, that kind of thing. John says next, he says, I'm in Scotland. Uh, I can't wait for clothes shops to open so I can buy some new jeans and summer tops. I've put on a lot of weight. Uh, Guys, I used to be a 32-inch waist. Uh, Now I am a 35. It's like Paddy McGuinness. (laughs) I thought waists normally go up in like 32, 34, 36. He's a betweeny. So if you say, squeeze yourself into a 34, John, it's not so bad. Do you know what they should do for grown-ups? They should make elastic waist jeans like oh, they do for toddlers. I would embrace that. Most of that Daffy Duck uh, patch on each <laughs> knee. Nothing to worry about with belts, that kind of thing. Catherine says, all I want to do is get my two-year-old daughter's feet measured in Clark's. Oh, how times have changed. Kids dread those squashy foot machines. Yeah. Scary. Michelle, what are you looking forward to? Primark. <laughs> all right. And why are you looking forward to going back to Primark? Because um, I need new knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Michelle. Uh, it's uh, obviously difficult to how to know to, where to go from this particular point. Have they perished? <laughs> is is it a perishing issue? Um, they they kind of dwindled. Um, I think dwindled. the washing machine might have eaten them. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Damn those washing machines! What? I don't know what to ask now. <laughs> no. Did you know Primark don't have an online site? We can we can we can change it to a retail chat. Oh that, really? That's why I didn't realise that wow. Michelle's like without her knickers because she can't stop from online. <laughs> no, they do the best ones, and it, you know you, you like to go and look at them before you actually buy them, don't you? Well, this is it. If they're dwindling, you need to get them on quick, I guess, don't you? Eh? <laughs> Well, they not, not well, not there and then, but yeah, I can't believe I'm talking to two strange men about my knickers. <laughs> Neither can we. <laughs> Take care, mate. Bye. Oh, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Richard says I miss Curry's PC world. Ooh. Going around looking at everything is way more fun than scrolling through a web page. I. Uh... I am still obsessed with looking at uh, tellies that I can't afford. <laughs> yeah. Curved tellies. Yes. They're, they're amazing things, yeah, they aren't are, they? Yeah. They always look so much better in the shop than they do when you bring them home for some reason as that's well. That's because they don't look so good on a wall. Is that, that's what it is, isn't I it? I think so, yeah. Because whatever they play through it when they're demonstrating a telly, it looks amazing, doesn't it? And you get it home and it's like, that looked like what the last telly looked like. Absolutely. You put the one show on, it didn't look great still. What is with that? Uh, a lot of people getting in touch to say that they're keen to buy larger clothes this week because they piled on a few lockdown pounds. Uh, we mentioned why why can't grown-ups have elasticated jeans mm. like toddlers. Kev says, I bought a pair of jeans from Next recently and they came with a sort of 
modern elasticated waist. He says, I bought them by accident, but I now can pretend that I've lost loads of weight because there's always room for expansion. You know, like those back of Sunday supplement, hold out how much waist you lot trousers. There you go. Uh, this one says, uh, Guy and Ritchie, says the uh, text. Fantastic. What a brilliant way to describe us, Guy and Ritchie. Uh, another one for you says, music shops, because I play a Fender Strat and the strings have been on the guitar that long. They're starting to sound like something bad in a spacesuit. <laughs> I didn't read ahead when I read that text out. Uh, John, what have you been looking forward to getting back to? I'm looking forward to getting back to uh, a Splot Road cafe where they serve the largest breakfast roll I've ever seen. It comes in a torpedo-sized bread, and uh, it's got fist-sized hash browns, mushrooms, two eggs, a doubled-sized uh, sausage, which is the normal size of fish shops, and uh, it's sprinkled with fries as a, as a topping. Wow. wow, that sounds amazing. Would this be the kind of thing that you would take home and have, or would you not be able to wait and have to sit on a park bench and eat it on your lap? Well, normally we, we eat it in the office, me, me and Tim. Uh, Tim's been losing weight, so uh, which is a bit of an annoyance, because I'm a fatty now, and Tim, <laughs> Tim lost four stones since lockdown. Blimey. Well, what you've just described, Tim ain't going to be eating that, fella. No, he's not. He's not. His weight will let him. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, when will you be ordering this? When will you have one of these in your hands? Uh, it, it's probably going to be a week or two yet because uh, I, I work from home and Cardiff is uh, 26 miles uh, south of us. <laughs> hey, well, John, listen, uh, what you just described, I'm about to Google whether an Englishman can legally drive over the border to Wales and, and, go, and go there right now because I would drive from London to Cardiff to go to that cafe. That sounds amazing. It's worth breaking rules for, John. Good to speak to you. <laughs> OK. Bye. Bye. Here's a question. How many barbers' queues have you seen today? <laughs> Loads of people queuing to finally get their hair cut. Some mega queues in Leon C. Uh, it looked like um, the one I walked past earlier on today went right around the corner and it looked like a doll queue from 1975 because a load of blokes in denim with beards and moustaches and stuff like that. It was really weird. Uh, but the weird thing is, right, about first time to go and have your hair cut in ages is that what you ask for when you go into the barber's shop or the hairdressers or whatever, it's always the same, and it's mm. the same thing you, you rattle out. It's a little bit like, um, you know, when you order a takeaway. I always, I always order the same thing. I always ask for the same thing when I go and get my hair done. Uh, but you haven't said those words, those magic words now, for absolutely ages. So it's going to be weird to kind of go and say it again. I've got my hair cut booked in for Wednesday. When are you booked in? I'm in on Thursday. You're in on Thursday, so it's a big week to be able to say those words finally again. But I always say the same thing. And I'm slightly obsessed with what people say when they get in there because everyone's got their own take on using words to describe haircuts. So I always say grade three on the sides and back, blended in at the at the base or tapered. Sometimes yeah. I throw tapered in there, and then just take a little bit off the top. <laughs> I, I, I've been saying that for I, I think 15 years. The same words for my haircut. What about you? 12 years. Young Thomas has been. Oh, I'm getting emotional talking about it. It does <coughs> make you may well up a little bit. <laughs> I can do this. 12 years he's been cutting my hair non-stop never veered away to anyone else so I can I, I don't have to say much at all oh, I will man. sit down we'll have a little bit of a preamble bit of a chat and then there'll be a resigned sigh and I'll just go same old same old Tom that's great I'd love to be in that situation so you don't even have to describe what you want done he knows what needs doing that's like being a regular in a pub where they've got <laughs> your, your actual little mug or tankard hanging up but I wish I could be more imaginative what would you if you were to specifically say to someone though what, you, what you're having if you say Tom had to have the day off what would you ask for make me look snazzy Tom <laughs> that's like, snazzy's not a phrase <laughs> Twix says on Twitter number four and smarten up the top please Scott says high skin fade please mate and down to the 
the fingers on top. Oh, my Lord. Sounds rude. I'm sure I saw a high skin fade at Reading 93. <laughs> there he goes. There he is. Uh, this text says, I get a... <laughs> You've got no show. They straight in, first show back in the studio, the Reading joke comes out. It says, I get a one back and sides and three on the top. I tried to be young and snazzy and ask for a skin fade, but the barber politely said that maybe a zero fade would suit me better, as that's what her dad gets. I'm 40 and thinking I'm still trendy. Claire says, bleach, dyed, pillar box, red, thinned and trimmed. That sounds like a tongue twister. It does, doesn't it? Rocky says, I always ask the barber for a Ted Rogers. Which is grade three on the top, two on the sides, one towards the bottom. <laughs> like it. Uh, Andy says, grade three back and sides, ruffle the top, lose five stone and make me handsome. I love it. She replies, I'm a hairdresser, not a miracle worker. There you go. We've got Mike on the line. Mike, what do you ask for? Oh, well, um, being of a uh, follically challenged type, I ask for a down to the bone to take the fuzz off and then I go for a... Uh, and then I go for a Ming the Merciless on the beard because I am a, a, one of the bearded furn- face furniture type people. Brilliant. So you, you let the barber or hairdresser actually like sculpt your Ming the Merciless style beard for you? Oh, yes, definitely. Mike, I was just thinking this through logically, right? So I, I will take care of my own face fuzz. I still have hair on my head, so that's why I go to the barbers. But it's interesting. I, I would have thought no. that you could you could look after that yourself so you're still yeah. you're still trusting someone else in it oh th- th- there's an art to getting the beard right and uh, i go to a place called bearded bambi's pampering emporium <laughs> <laughs> wow where's that it's it's a place just it's the western supermare fantastic that's so cool and do you do you look like ming the merciless if someone's to see you walking around town they think it was ming on his day off Oh, I, there, there's a definite point, but not quite as uh, savage as Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless doesn't sound quite so merciless with a West Country accent. I, love, I wish he had a West Country accent. <laughs> be so good. <laughs> Lovely to talk, Mike. Bye-bye. Ta-da. Paul says, I gambled this morning on a brand-new barber as the queue to my oh. normal one was way too long. Oh. Schoolboy error. Wow. He says, instead of my usual patter, I just showed the lad my Facebook profile photo. <laughs> I said, just like that, please. That's great. <laughs> uh, Vicky, what's your line? Uh, yeah, so I always say, um, take a few millimetres off the end, but don't go mad. OK, and you say millimetres, you mean millimetres, that little amount yes. of hair? Literally two millimetres, if I can get away with it. <laughs> Vicky, explain to a couple of gentlemen that aren't really that intelligent, what's the point in going if you're only having millimetres taken off? Because you can't have raggedy ends. That's a good point. Split ends. Is that what they call it? The split end yeah. thing? Exactly. <laughs> I think I saw split ends in New Zealand back in the 1980s. <laughs> they were a great prog rock band. <laughs> we're here all week, Vicky. We're here all week. Good to speak to you. Okay, okay thank you very much. Can I just say thank you very much to Sarah, who did enjoy my Split Ends reference, said they were the first band she ever saw uh, at the Odeon New Street in Birmingham in 1980. See, I didn't even realise. I didn't even pick up on it. Split Ends, the original name for Crowded House. There you go. You learn a new thing every day on this radio show. It's it's, it's an educational show. It is. It is. (laughs) Uh, They should show it in schools. Uh, we are uh, asking the big questions here tonight on Home Time, uh, and the big question is this. What do you always ask for when you go to the hairdressers? Because so many people are getting their hair cut today. Some really interesting stuff coming in. Mark says, uh, short back and head, neck lengthened, ears lowered. All the old dad <laughs> jokes coming out there. Uh, Britpop memories say, uh, number three, around the back and sides, and tidy up the top. I've been using the same phrase since 1996, says that person. Uh, Lou says, I'm going in Friday. I can't wait to say, hide the grey and then whatever else it needs. Love it. We've got Roy on the line. Roy, what do you ask for? 
I was asked for a 1940s haircut. Okay, why is that? Uh, well, I reenact as a hobby and I do lots of TV and film work, so. Oh, wow. So, what is a 1940s haircut then, if you were to get one? It's um, pretty much a number one around the sides and very long on top. And then I feel like it would be lacquered down with something. Bit of brill cream, brasso brill or something. Cream or brisk or something, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. And what kind of programmes might we have seen you in with your 1940s haircut? Oh, National Geographic documentaries and plus the old Hollywood movies. Hang on, Hollywood movies. Telling me you're in Dunkirk. (laughs) No, that's no. I'll do the other side. I'll do the naughty, but the uh, the naughty people. Um, Hurricane with Mel Gibson's son, and plus a few other bits and bobs. Fantastic. And who have you who have you portrayed? Give us one famous person that you've portrayed. Uh, A Luftwaffe general alongside somebody doing Adolf Hitler. Wow, so you've been a baddie. You specialise... You you could sit down and say, give me a baddie's hairstyle. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I don't ask for a a German haircut. (laughs) (laughs) It's a 1940s, thank you. So it's been our first day back together today in the studio uh, for a lot of people. First day back at work in shops. Maybe there's been a, a shop that you were really looking forward to getting back to today. That's what we were talking to you about uh, in the first hour of the show. People still been getting in touch, uh, including Tony, who's got something a little bit different that he's been looking forward to getting back to today. Tony, tell us what it is. Well, I'm a private flyer. I'm semi-retired. I'm a paramedic. I learned to fly two years ago, and with all the... Um... Uh, with all the lockdowns, it stopped people flying. So I've got a, what they call a currency flight with one of my dry, my flying instructor colleagues on Wednesday. Then that means I can then get current to hire aircraft at the local flying club again. Wow, so is it like a test or just a refresher? What, what's the thing that's going to happen? It's, it's a refresher. It's about an hour, so you do a few takeoffs and landings. A few loops. Different configurations. <laughs> <it's> only. <laughs> Not in the 1980s Cessna, you won't be. <laughs> but it's making sure your landings and your takeoffs and your emergency drills, like engine failure, takeoff, uh, practice force landings, you'd, you'd practice for those eventualities. Sorry, uh, just to pick you up on something, you have to practice an engine failure. You don't actually turn the engine off. You just throttle back and you practice gliding safely, imagining you're going to land in the field, but you you actually call it off at about 500 feet. That sounds horrendous. So when was the last time you actually flew a plane then, Tony? It was, unfortunately. It was just before lockdown, so just before Christmas last year. Uh, the sort of tail end of December was the last time I flew. So you must have been like and, watching uh, YouTube flights and all that kind of thing, just to type of keep it going, I guess. Yeah, you do. I, I mean, I've been actually I've been doing a bit of study today on a few things just to remind myself of, of some of the salient points of, of what I need to be doing because I've only been flying a couple of years, which isn't a long time in the great scheme of things. So have you got Microsoft Flight Sim? That looks amazing. Yes. I know. I have. I've never used any flight sims. All my flying has all been done. Um, you know, real, real flying, real, real world. world. Flying. So, I've got yeah. Train Simulator and I've still just about got a functioning marriage. I think if I downloaded <laughs> Microsoft Flight Sim, it might end a second one. Oh, fantastic, yeah. No, I, I mean, I've got an amateur radio licence as well, so... You're a busy I, boy. I've got, I've, I've got lots of tech and that's why I'm semi-retired now, thank God. Well, listen, Tony, <laughs> where will you be flying and at what time uh, and on what day so people can look up in the skies and maybe see you? Well, I shall be flying Wednesday, this Wednesday. I've got a lesson at 12 o'clock, so between sort of between about, I don't know, 12 and 1, I'll be up with an instructor and then hopefully 
later in the week or the weekend or the following week, I'll get up on my own and, and get some hours in on my own before I take my wife up again. If we can, if we can get you up during this show, Tony, we could resurrect the practice of radio stations having flying eyes for travel reports. That'd be good. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be wonderful? I, you could pay me so much for that. <laughs> could you do us? Could you do us a travel report on Wednesday, Tony? Would that be possible? I tell you what, that would be great, wouldn't it? If I, you know, you need a commercial license to charge money for that, but no, the view from three or four thousand feet is spectacular. I just want to uh, come back to your um, your boxes that uh, we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Meaty boxes. Meaty. That's right. Um, I'm a little bit concerned that uh, our producer Adem, who's given you these promotional codes for it, yeah. is actually invested in it because. It's all he was talking to me about over the last fortnight before you returned to the studio. <laughs> he's asked you so many times. I think, depending on whether you order stuff, he's getting money back. He's getting a kickback, isn't he? Seriously, because he's been like this before with things. I, I honestly, he doesn't care about what you're eating. It's just he's on about getting more codes and more money back. That's a good point, because he was asking me earlier on just to make sure you did order four, didn't you? You did order four. If he's walking around tomorrow in a, in a HelloFresh hoodie, <laughs> something's going on.